Das Gesetzbuch von Haiti verbietet die Erschaffung von Zombies. Das hat die Infektion aber nicht aufgehalten. You're listening to Podcast Detected. Run! Hello, Runner 5. Welcome back to Podcast Detected. This is episode... 37. 37. Holy shit. I looked it up in advance. <laughs> wow. That is crazy. Um, our topic today is Maxine Myers, but let me just like freak out a little bit because I came in on like episode 12, I think, about this time last year. Yeah, right. That's so crazy. Anyway. You've been with the Podcast Detective team for a long while now. I have. Yeah. I still... Yeah, I'm not the new person anymore. I'm just the person. But do you feel still like the new girl? A little bit, a little bit. Um, if you listeners heard that laugh in the corner, um, my boyfriend is in the room. So we have our live audience for the first ever podcast detected trip. And it's a little awkward because he can only hear my half of the conversation. <laughs> so we'll see. I'll make sure to laugh really loud and hope he joins in if Liz tells oh, a really oh, great joke or something. Oh, listeners, <laughs> what we're going to do is, whenever one of us makes a, 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 like a very bad pun or, or just says something that's not funny, Lindy will laugh a lot. Yes, and then say, yes. no, no, you, you should have been there. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll just mess with him the entire time. It'll be great. <laughs> also, listeners, for the first time, you have heard a foreign language on Yes. Podcast. Well, foreign language for you guys, not for me. Or me. Well, kind of for me. So before we get to the fandom news part, let me talk about that for a second. Uh, we started um, this thing called Podcast Detected Goes Multilingual. And the idea was to celebrate a lot of different languages in the fandom. So mm -hmm. if you guys speak uh, a language that's not English, either because English is not your first language or because you learned another language in school or university, then feel free to record an intro in a language of your choice. Mm -hmm. And um, another thing that's cool, you can actually, I think, use one of our old intros just because it's in a new language, so it actually changes the intro if you can't think of anything unique. Yes. Because with a new language, there are so many new possibilities for puns. No. So you should take advantage of that. We tried, but... It was a little too hard. Yeah, so <laughs> record an intro. It should be between <coughs> five and ten seconds, maybe 13. And it, it should include our catchphrase, you're listening to Podcast Detected, now run. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you want, you can translate that as well, but you don't have to. And then, yeah, just check out our Tumblr to see how you can send it to us. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, if you want a translation for what we had today, of course, that was German. Mm -hmm. Well, Austrian German. Austrian German. Aust Austrian German. Eastern Austrian German. <laughs> it wasn't in really dialect, though. No, it wasn't. But it wasn't Hochdeutsch, so. No. Yeah. Uh, so, what did it say, Lindley? Do you want to translate? Um, yeah, it said that the laws in Haiti are, have prohibited making zombies, but that didn't work to prevent the virus. Which is actually a true fact, by the way. In Haiti, it is illegal to create zombies. Who knew? Yeah. So now you can listen to that intro over and over again, and then you can say this very, very useful sentence in German. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just so in when case. the zombie apocalypse is upon us, you can have one applicable tidbit of information in German. Okay, so that was, for, that was it for the banter before we actually get started. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, should we start with the fan news? Of course. <laughs> The first thing on our fandom news part is that Zombies Run is going to be available on the Apple Watch. Yes. Okay. You, can, you can watch a sneak preview of somebody using it on the Apple Watch and you can find it on the Zombies Run blog or Facebook group and it looks pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still unsure of how I feel about the Apple Watch just in general as a product. But for those people who are really techie and into that, I think it'll be really cool. Because, I mean, I do have to say I would like to be able to just look at my wrist and see, oh, you've gone three kilometers, keep running, that kind of stuff. But Yeah, for me, I, I mean, I'm most likely not going to buy an Apple Watch for a few years. So mm. maybe if they find, like, 
a very good way so I can basically do everything on my Apple Watch and just have the phone somewhere with me in the bag. Yeah. That would be nice, but that's not how it works at the moment. Mm. But I mean for, for a zombies run, that's actually one of the one of the things this Apple Watch seems to be made for. Yeah, it just like shows you stats and you can skip music and stuff on there. Do I you still need to take your phone with you, right? So you can I'm, plug yeah. in you can plug in the headphones. So are you gonna carry your phone in your bag? I mean, if you have one of those, uh, the armbands that you put your phone in, it's always kind of a pain to have to like twist your arm a certain way to look at your time and to change songs and stuff. So I think that will be a lot easier. But uh, yeah, if you don't do that already, then yeah. But it's cool. It's cool if you're into like that techie stuff. And I know Adrian Hahn really is. And so I think it's really good that they're expanding this to other platforms, even if like, I personally wouldn't use them. Like, yeah, because other people do. And we have, what, two million runner fives now. So people are definitely going to respond to it and are definitely going to buy it and uh, receive it well, I think. Apparently, mm-hmm. Lindley and me do not know a lot about the Apple yeah. Watch. So we I mean, cannot say if you want to do it. a short segment about it, if you have used an Apple Watch and can think of ways that Zombies Run would be beneficial for it. Um, if you've used Google Glass, Zombies Run for Google Glass, um, we would always welcome a segment about those as well because I think none of us have used any of those. And Zombies Run is on these great other platforms and we'd love to hear about it. So send us a quick email or a voice recording and we can put you on the show. Okay, uh, the next thing, uh, the virtual race upcoming virtual race in spring 2016 there will be a new virtual race yay and the voice actress of janine already uh visited six to star to record some kind of trailer because Mm -hmm. there's gonna be like they promise us a cinematic style audio trailer for awesome for uh the new virtual race so this is gonna be awesome and we are going to i mean i am totally going to participate in this one yes i really hope i can get my spot in time hopefully they'll have a few more spots and they say that in the coming months they will very soon announce when we can register for the Mm -hmm. next one and also here it says on the zombies run facebook group as an answer to uh, somebody who asked, will the mission of the previous virtual race become available for people who didn't participate? And Zombies Run answered, we plan to make the previous virtual race public in the coming months. But in any case, the next virtual race will be a new standalone story. So don't worry if you're like us and you have not participated yet. It will be a new story. And also, we are going to be able to listen to the last one. Yay! Awesome. I think it had something to do with Halloween. Yeah, that fits. Oh, yeah, and there's next thing. You wanted to talk about a blog. Yes, there is an awesome blog. It's Incorrect Zombies Run Quotes. And if you haven't been following it on Tumblr, you should, because it's really great. <laughs> and um, It's amazing. It's, yeah, it's like the any of the incorrect so-and-so quotes. It's like they take quotes from other series and attribute them to Zombies Run characters or different situations. And it's just really funny. <laughs> So, like this one, um, if any of you have watched Parks and Rec, this is originally from that, but it's attributed to Simon, who says, I have an idea. It's very cool. It's not illegal, technically, but it is a dick move. And Five says, I love it. So that's from Parks and Rec originally. Yeah. (laughs) It's an amazing blog. That's what we're saying, babe. There's one more thing. Oh, yeah, we did another Iron Zombies. Yes. I missed it, but... Yeah. That's always cool, guys. You should uh, definitely uh, participate in the Iron Zombies Challenge. That's always fun. So you get one hour and a picture, and then you have to make some sort of fan work within one hour. That's mm-hmm. somehow inspired by the picture. And uh, last time I made a... An, I participated for the first time. I made a, a Zombies Run audio mashup, and... It was pretty intense and very cool, and you will usually realize, oh, it's Iron Zombies again when 
suddenly the, there's a big influx on fan art and the tag because yeah. once you're done, you immediately post it. So it's always it's always really great. So next time we do that, Zalia usually sets it up. So next time she does that, definitely join us. One last thing that was a reaction to our last episode. Our mm -hmm. last episode was all about what if Zombies Run was set in America, in the U.S. America, so in not in Canada, the U.S. of A. In the U.S. of A. Yes, there was a lot of patriotism. <laughs> no, it was a great episode. I had a lot of fun listening to it, and we got a, a reaction to that. And I'm gonna read it out to you if that's okay. Uh, <clears throat> running alchemist, uh, like. I'm the not American person who reads that out. Now that's kind of yep. bizarre. Uh, <laughs> Running Alchemist said, I know it's a bit late, but the biggest problem I have with Zombies Run in America is there, that there are no Curly Whirlies or Marmite. Zam would have to find something else. Also, would Paula be American and Maxine British and she convinced her to move America to, to America? Or would Paula still be British and Maxine American and she just convinced Maxine to move to a different city? Hmm. I think maybe maybe uh, Sam would be addicted to something that's Reese's. <laughs> he would totally be addicted to Reese's. Are those the the red licorice thingies? No, that's Twizzlers. Um, Reese's are the chocolate peanut butter cups. Oh, I've heard about those. I heard they are like everybody loves them, and I've never I ever hate had them, one. But everyone else loves them. <laughs> Like, if your family ever sends you some, yeah. let me have them. I want you to can get them. some in Vienna. There are a couple places. Oh, too bad I'm not living in Vienna then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think Sam would find something different. Yeah. Maybe something not as sticky as Curly Wallies. I think also, that's, like, the main part of it, though. It would have to be kind of chewy and gross and sticky. Oh, well, maybe. Also, I don't know. Maybe Paula would still, I think... I don't know. I think then Paula would be American and Maxine would be British. And Maxine would have moved to America for Paula. Mm. Well, it would also just depend, like, are all the characters still British? Or is this an AU where everyone is American? Or did everyone, like, fly over for some reason at some point and it's, like, all this expat community just in the U.S.? Yeah, that's like, uh, I remember that all of these questions came up in the last episodes. <laughs> if, you, but yeah. if you haven't listened to the Zombies Run in America episode, then go back and listen to that. Not mm -hmm. now, not now, because now it's Maxine Now time. you're listening to us. Now it's Maxine, Maxine, it's Lindley and Liz talking about Maxine. <laughs> but then you go back and listen to the Zombies Run in America podcast. Mm -hmm. Yes, episode. agreed. Okay, so okay. let's talk about so, Maxine. Maxine, here we go. As always, uh, we are going to be splitting that up into seasons. So once we are done with one season, we will move over to the next one. We will announce that. So if you are, let's say, in the middle of season three, then you just switch off the moment we talk about season four. Mm -hmm. And then skip. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, so season one, we were first introduced to Maxine actually in the 5K, but I know about half people have done that and half people haven't. I'm um, doing it at the moment. Yeah, because, I need to, I should. Because we here on Podcast Detected always say, oh, I think it was in the 5K, but it's been such a long time, so I'm redoing it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in week three at the moment. Hey! Yay! Yep. So we meet Maxine in the 5K and or season one, depending on which you did. Well, and what order the, you did them in. It's the same first mission, right? It is. Was she in the first mission? Yes, she tells she us to was. get the box. Maxine is, you know, the pilot dies so soon. So, mm -hmm. like, the first person we ever meet who stays in the game is Sam, and the second yeah. one is Maxine, and that's kind of cool. So, so we meet Maxine in season one, and. Mm -hmm. I kind of, or should we talk about the 5K first? Uh, I think they're kind of, you can kind of mix them in because Maxine was in the 5K, but she it was a lot of just training stuff. Like she didn't really have any much of a story in the 5K, if I remember. Yeah, I, I like that she's, you know, the one who trains us. I particularly like her zombie noises. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> 
That's kind of cute when she's pretending to be a zombie. And with um, Runner 10, when they do the zombie testing. I think that was her with mm, them. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty so good too. episode, too. Mission. I wonder if she learned the zombie noises thing from her demons and darkness. Oh, possibly. Everyone's a giant nerd in this game, so that's probably accurate. That was one of my favorite moments. I guess my favorite season one Janine moments, uh, Maxine moments, was... When we are out, and first, first it's it's the uh, the virtuous circle mission, mm. and you run out, and you know by then that Sam's a bit of a nerd, and uh, you think Maxine is the more down to earth person, <laughs> and no. then suddenly she starts to know all of this stuff about this obscure uh, role playing game, and and I'm not I'm not saying she has basic knowledge of it, she knows like. In this edition, they had mm-hmm. this magician, and he, this his status was too high, and so they changed it for the next one. She, she's like full out, like she learned those <laughs> rule books by heart. So I I love that because it's such a, a twist in 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 the mission that itself. Because you think that Maxine is just here because she wants you to pick up stuff that's good for the house of the others, but she's not. She actually no. wants you to get... <laughs> it was completely selfish. But that would be a good game, though, because you don't need a lot of extra supplies for it. Yeah, yeah, right. On the other hand, like, is it really good Like, when reality is so shitty already to invent an even maybe shittier mode than more dangerous? Hey, but in that reality, you have options of getting out of it, whereas in Zombies Run reality, you're kind of just stuck. Or can you imagine? Maybe it's That's like in, sad. The, in the Sims, like when you sit at home and play Sims, and you make sure that your Sims are always clean and happy and sleep enough, and you're and sitting, exactly like you, you're sitting <laughs> in like a pile of garbage and eating yes. half frozen pizza and stuff. Maybe or it's, it's like it's like, like that. They constantly train their their yeah. demons and darkness characters so they get stronger, but nobody yeah. ever does any actual push-ups. Yes. <laughs> I, I just keep thinking of Dwight from The Office, who has a second life that is a complete replica, exactly the same as his normal life, except this Dwight can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen The Office, oh, but that so sounds great. hilarious. Um, I think the next big thing about... It, Maxine has a big plot, a big story arc, actually, in season mm. one. Well, throughout and, really all of the seasons, she's been um, a good really important at least side story like not the main story but she's definitely had huge huge points like and it usually has to do with paula and you can't talk about maxine and not talk about dr girlfriend no you can't i mean and you're right maxine is of of all the side characters well if you say round five is the main character everybody else is supporting i guess yeah technically i guess you always have a few episodes, a few missions each season that focus on Sam. You have mm-hmm. a few that focus on Maxine and a few that focus on Janine. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess the rest, I mean... You get one or two definitely from other people, but those are the ones that you always have a solid... Yeah. Like, like you know that you're going to have a few missions and, from them. Yes, let's talk about... Your favorite topic. <laughs> <sighs> no, but the first mission where we found out about um, Maxine and Paula, that's who I'm thinking of, uh, that was probably just so incredibly heartbreaking because it was right after A Voice in the Dark. And I've seen people post about this as well, that they were thinking, oh, well, my heart was just completely broken. I can't. It's They're not going to do anything horrible to me next again for a while. And then no, like two two missions later, just all of a sudden, it's just the most heartbreaking thing ever. In like you're practically on the ground sobbing for that entire mission. Um, but yeah, it's it's really really incredibly well written, and uh, it's really heartbreaking. Like you can hear it in uh, Maxine's voice in the few lines that she does have in that mission as well how hard it is for her to listen to it yeah that was painful thank you (laughs) 
I also think that this whole uh, Maxine and, and Paula's storyline in season one kind of also establishes it establishes the most important person in her life, of course, mm -hmm. which is Paula, but it also establishes her friendship with Sam. Mm -hmm. We we get that in the 5K as well, so because I'm just redoing it, but there is like, in the 5K trainer, a lot of Sam's story arc is um, getting over Alice's mm -hmm. death. There's this one one mission in the 5K trainer when Sam tries to find something that Alice lost, and mm -hmm. Uh, he he's really frantically searching for it and then kind of breaks loose from Runner 5 to find it and it's it could be dangerous. And then Maxine is just like, hey, you know what, if you want to talk, just come to my room later and then we can talk. And I, I, I think uh, the friendship between Sam and Maxine is, is a thing that I really, really like. And they actually started it off in season one already. Mm -hmm. Because Maxine is always... Such a, such a helpful person. That that's like one of her big character traits. Yeah, I think that would make her a good doctor as well. Mm -hmm. We did actually get one um, message about this. Um, it's from Running Alchemist, and it's a long message, but they broke it up into seasons, basically. Yeah, yeah. for spoiler reasons. Yes, that's very considerate very important. of you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so this one says it was pretty sad in season one to hear all about paula and maxine in the episode alternates which is the one i was talking about earlier um after the clip that ended with maxine crying my playlist decided to play the doctor is dying my playlist was being extremely rude oh no that's horrible that's for <laughs> my that, that should go on my side blog actually things my dr <laughs> playlist did yes sometimes they get they're just so mean. Very dark. <laughs> if you think about it, that's kind of an appropriate song for the situation, too, though. Like, disturbingly appropriate. Well, I but, mean, it's, it's a different doctor, but... Still, yeah, yeah, but so. still. <clears throat> I don't know, that's kind of the big... That and the um, Demons and Darkness stuff are kind of the huge parts I remember about Maxine from season one, actually. I, I think it really kind of already established all of the things that we will later see in, in mm -hmm. the scene that's like she's so helpful and she she can be very tough and she, she can make tough decisions but mm -hmm. because in in the in the very first episode she tells us how important it is that we find the the box yeah and, and take it with us and at the same time, she really cares about Paula and her friends. And she's also secretly, she has a good humor that she lets show. Yeah, yeah. Not so much in the beginning, but later on. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, so that's all for season one? Yeah, I think, mostly. Um, so we did get, um, so moving on to season two, spoilers for season two from now on. Yes. Um, we did get another message from Running Alchemist. Well, the same message, but this part's about season two. And they said, I love the episode in season two where we ran with Maxine to go find Paula, which was, of course, a trap. She had bolt cutters a kitchen, and a kitchen knife. She was truly awesome in that episode. Maxine was throwing the knife at Van Ark. That is cool. I did feel like she blamed herself a great deal for what happened afterwards. Not only did she lose Paula again, but she got five captured as well. I have a feeling that there was a lot of apologizing once five made it back to Abel. That, that entire little arc... Um, I think was really rough as well because I mean a lot happened to five but Maxine you can always kind of tell that I think she has more emotions going on under than she sometimes lets out like because she's obviously friendlier than Janine but you can tell that she's really strong because her girlfriend's been missing for so long and could probably be dead but she doesn't know and then she gets that message and then she hears yeah and then she hears Paula, I believe, in one of the race missions. Um, and then they go out and find her. Like, that's amazing. I remember that mission because it was... I was really annoyed with Maxine in that mission because she made <laughs> this very obvious mistake. Like, mm. instead of saying... At least telling Janine and Sam, hey, you know, I this is a message by Paula and I really want to go out and find her. And then staying back so the runners can go. Because she is the doctor and at this time she works on the 
she already works on the on the zombie spray so i'm like it's it's such a stupid idea to go out but at the same time it made her very human because she Mm -hmm. made this big big mistake season two is the season of mistakes yeah but i mean (laughs) it's it's understandable it doesn't make them terrible people yeah no it's just you suddenly realize oh yeah right they can screw up and um Mm. Now, if you screw up in this in this new world that we are living in, it, it's so much worse because, like Running Alchemist said, like Maxine is not prepared, and then Five gets captured, and she loses Paula again, and this is such a back and forth with the mm. two of them in season two. <laughs> Why can't they just be happy? <laughs> yeah, it's really heartbreaking <laughs> because they always like they see each other or hear each other, but they can never. Uh, stay because like then paula has to leave with van Ark and mm. oh this is so heartbreaking you just want them to be happy yeah you, you, you don't want to make them to make out next to you that's always <laughs> a little those sounds were so gross yeah and it's like i mean there are couples who are like that and i can understand but i was always like guys can you wait until run a five if <laughs> yeah. few steps away exactly oh my god but then you get to the end of season two where there's the little, little, little tiny bit where they're happy for 10 seconds. And I was so excited because I was like, oh my God, finally, they get to relax. They get to spend some time together. And then all of a sudden that stupid noise goes off and everything goes to shit as usual. Um, and yeah, you can, it, like leads into learning a lot more about how Maxine was pre um, zombie apocalypse, I guess, because why she ended up being the thing that happens in season three. Yes. Did we meet Lou in season two or was that in season three? We met her in the prism. So season in the prism, we were still, I think that was season two. Yeah, because remember how awesomely the warden died? Yeah. Yeah, so it had to be season two. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I I did like that we were able to learn a little more about Maxine's background. Because, I mean, no one, I never would have suspected that she was like like a real hardcore into drugs as a kid and was like a just complete asshole. And... Then she went to, like, the scared straight thing and learned that she wasn't straight and um, met Lou, who is now in prison. Spoilers, of course, but, like, but, that but is, Lou is just... Cool. Yeah, Lou's cool, yeah. but, like, that's just the... It seemed completely out of left field. I would have never guessed that from Maxine. You kind of... Because you hear Doctor and she's very mm-hmm. brilliant and... There are stereotypes that come with that word, and you kind of... Yeah, yeah, definitely. You kind of... Yeah, you, you don't think that this is her background. Yeah, no, but, but it's it good, is. though, because it really shows, um, even though we don't see the character development, that this person has gone through a lot and changed so much. And I know we have some younger um, listeners and younger Runner Fives, and it's also really important for them from that standpoint, too, because... I mean, even if you're going through some tough shit right now, like, you can grow up and be a doctor and save the world in the zombie apocalypse. Like, that's a really, really good representation to have. Agreed. I wholeheartedly agree. I also like... Oh, no, that was the season three. Never mind. <laughs> it, Never it all mind. gets blurred up at this point. Okay, let's go to season three, shall we? Yes, season three. We have a lot in season three from Running Alchemist, actually. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> So, um, I have a little bit of a novel to read from Running Alchemist, but they always have good input, so I'm going to read it all anyway. (laughs) Um, The first bit, which is not the first bit, but in chronological order it is. So, uh, lately I've been running the episodes in season three where we are headed for London. I seriously just, I just ran the roller derby one today. That was pretty awesome. It's actually pretty (laughs) suiting for Jamie to have them as his guards. It makes sense anyway. Anyway, back on topic. Why does Maxine keep trying to hook people up? (laughs) Owen and Jody didn't turn out, so now she's trying to get Jamie and Natasha together. I guess everyone has to have a hobby, although hers does tend to have some repercussions. 
I loved how she took command of the situation with Professor Downs. She sounded really intimidating, but I was a little surprised when she wouldn't help out Simon when he got stuck on the train tracks. I would have thought that the training to help people would have overridden her extreme anger for him. But her reaction is completely understandable, though. There's still more for season three. Um, but let's comment on that for a second. Yeah, the, the Maxine likes to hook people up. Yes. I think, actually, um, that, because it was in a side mission in season two where she tried to get Owen and Jody together. Um, like the one where they're climb we're climbing the mountain. I think it was called Zombies Climb. Yes, probably. Yeah. Um, and we meet this like weird zombie sculptor person. Um, but yes, Maxine was trying to hook them up before. So if you hadn't ran that mission, it seemed completely out of the blue and just so ridiculous. And um, I think so many people hated Owen right off the bat because they hadn't heard that mission before. And I mean, he's not exactly a great like person anyway in that season. You know what? I... I am starting to reconsider my opinion on him. Mm. I don't know. He might he might go the, down the Nadia road for me, where in the end I'm kind of like, okay, I think we're... He has to give you 10 seasons of Project Runway for it to truly be okay. Maybe, but like, I mean, I, I think he had us have some redeemable qualities. So. Yeah. But no, no, sure, I do. He... But um, everyone was kind of really, really hating him. And... I wasn't sure, and then I ended up running the side mission after I had ran that mission, and it kind of explained a little bit a little bit more about the situation. And I think it was helpful in not despising Owen as much as some other people did. I'm just I'm just wondering, is that did I is that the canon or did I read that in a fanfic that Maxine met Paula because she was hooked they the two of them were hooked up by somebody else? Um That sounds vaguely familiar, but I've read a lot of fanfic on this as well, I, so I don't I think, know. Listeners, let me know if I'm wrong. I think I heard that Maxine and Paula, you know, somebody tried to hook them up and they couldn't stand each other in the beginning and then they fell in love. I think. I, I don't remember. Because <laughs> because I, I, I don't know if that, or maybe that was just my my personal headcanon for to explain why <laughs> Maxine because Maxine tries to to hook up Jody and and Owen even though they don't like each other yeah <laughs> and and may, that's maybe why this is my headcanon or it actually is in the story that Maxine does that because in the beginning she occurred Paula didn't get it along either so she thinks it has to be like that forever that sounds vaguely familiar but i'm not entirely sure they talked about her reaction to simon when he got stuck on the train tracks was simon stuck on the train tracks or was that someone else i thought that was one of the new runners okay so here's the thing uh if if running alchemist is talking about the runaway train mm-hmm That was in season two, and that was Owen when he was very uh, new. And we have to go and save him, but that was, um, in that case, it was Sarah. And Sarah, like, we had to make the decision if we want to, this classic story, like, if we want, if we can save the train and the cargo and the very important information, or we save Owen. Mm. And Sarah is the one who makes the decision to not save Owen and then Runner 5 saves him anyways. With a horse. With a horse. Because <laughs> Runner 5 is a big damn hero in this season. Yeah. And the, I, I, it's either this one or maybe I forgot that Simon was stuck in some kind of, you know, the roller coaster, the Comances roller coaster. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe Running Alchemist is talking about these tracks. Was Simon stuck on the running uh, on the water coaster tracks? I don't remember. I have no such idea. Such a long time. <laughs> yes, listeners, you if you are in season three or just finished season three, you might might have you might be able to help us out here. Yes, please help us because <laughs> obviously our remembering of this is a little bit different. Yeah, because uh, season four was long complicated so yeah kind of erased everything else from my memories running alchemist has a couple more things about season three 
Um, in season three, mission 59, so very, very end, uh, where Sam meets Maxine for the first time. So there was a flashback, and Sam met Maxine for the first time. Uh, she tells him from the get-go that she likes Demons in Darkness, and she mentions a specific extended pack and then identifies which edition it came from and plays it all the time, and Sam gets really excited about it. However, in Virtuous Circle... Um, Sam seems to have no idea that Maxine likes RPG games, and he tries very hard to contain his nerdiness. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this just seems like an inconsistency in the writing. I haven't run Virtuous Circle in months, so I might be remembering something wrong. Anyway, it's just a speculation. Yeah, I did note that as well, actually. I specifically remember being confused about that point. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, because she does mention something, and then... In Virtuous Circle, Sam is very, very surprised that she's a nerd. But I think it, I mean, it can also just be that the writers forgot about that mission. But um, you can also kind of peg it down to Sam being really, really stressed at that point in time. Because, I mean, he did just survive the zombie apocalypse. And kind of pushed that to the back of his head. Because, um, I mean... At that point in time, it's not going to be one of the more important things to remember. It's he's going to want to remember how to survive, like where what he needs to do, that kind of stuff. And so he's probably just so overwhelmed that he may have forgotten about it. Would be my theory, other than the writers just forgot, which happens from time to time in every single thing. Yeah, it might be both. I guess I'm pretty sure they did forget. And yeah. we can, in-universe, explain it that Sam just forgot because he... Yeah, he did Also, Sam that, seems very forgetful anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if we talk about season three, we have to talk about the fact that Maxine just walks off, like, with the other people yeah. to the Comances ship. And that's very heartbreaking. That was the worst. I had stopped. I was listening to the last bit of the last clip at my door to my house after coming back from a run, right? Because that was a longer mission. And I remember hearing that last bit, and I was like, oh, everything is going to be nice. It's going to be a nice intro to the next season. It's going to be so great. And then all of a sudden, there were these like alarms blaring, the gates open, and everyone walks out. And I just stood there, and I was just like, what the actual fuck? You did not just do this to me. <laughs> It was so bad. I was so angry. But, like, Maxine, of all people, to be affected by it, too, was really, really surprising, I think. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she knows in season three um, that, like, at any point she could basically be called off by Moonchild and could start shit and it could be horrible. So, with the exception of, like, one mission, she is basically saying, hey, I can't do anything. I need to stay here because I might hurt you. And that was that was really, really um, admirable as well, I think. Okay, then uh, should we get to season four? Mm -hmm. So from now on, it's season four. Spoilers. Season three kind of ends with this big, big, a little bit out of the blue thing announcement yes. that... <laughs> So Paula is fine baby. and Maxine is fine and they want to have a baby because they've always... No, Paula always wanted to have a baby and Maxine wasn't... I mean, she didn't say that she never wanted to have kids, but she was kind of like, no, not now. And Paula can't have kids anymore because mm. she is a zombie. Well, ish. Kind of. Kind of. She's zombie-ish, <laughs> I'd say. And... She's zombie-adjacent. Yeah, so she cannot, she she cannot have a kid. But Maxine says, "Well, then she's gonna have the kid." And then they say that Sam is gonna be the donor, mm -hmm. and they already talked about it, which was like, what? Usually Sam talks about all the important stuff while Runner Five is on a run, and yeah. that was kind of like, why? How dare he? How dare he not let us eavesdrop on his conversations? Yes, I thought it was a really cute thing to happen but it was very not practical at that point in time yeah like, that's true it's the middle of the zombie apocalypse you might get a cure in a few years or so but right now you're 
maybe not well equipped enough for, to bring a child into the world, but I can also kind of see the other side of it that either one of them could die at any moment. So you want to like do things while you can, you know, there are a lot of un people who are in this position unwanted and it's not, not like Maxine could get pregnant by accident. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, true. You basically have gone back to pre-industrial revolution medicine in terms of childbirth at this point. So, and the death rate for women during childbirth was very, very high until recent, relatively recently. Like, just for that reason, I wouldn't yeah. want to have a child during this point. Well, but here's the thing. I, I'm, I don't think it will be as bad as it was because now at least we know about hygiene and well, washing yeah. your hands. And, I mean, obviously, you know, that's yeah, going to make a huge difference. And when the baby's born, of course, shit has to go down because... Naomi Alderman loves to make us cry. I, I, uh, before we talk about that uh, <laughs> in, in relation to Maxine, let me say uh, one of my favorite Maxine moments was when um, I don't remember where Ronda Fife and Maxine go somewhere, and then they, you know, people take picture because they're like the new face. Oh yeah, of the, they're the, doing like a tour. Yeah, and and Rana Five is that big hero, and Maxine came up with the spray and mm. all of her research, and I love <laughs> that this whole time they're with the PR lady, mm -hmm. and she's like well groomed and very pretty because that's important. She has to look yeah beautiful, and it's the zombie apocalypse, so you know everybody else is just like doing the, the best, but it's zombie apocalypse and so Maxine and I had to laugh so I, who like, is Maxine, fully pregnant who is at yeah. least seven or eight months pregnant at this point by the way and all she talks about is look at how well her eyebrows are groomed <laughs> oh my god she has such beautiful skin like she gushes about how how well groomed this, this lady is and not even in a sense like She is such a beautiful person, but oh, it's so amazing. And she's wearing makeup. Look at that. Well, it's she probably just... really hasn't seen like a well-groomed person in years, though. Yes. And I, I just love that was just such a normal thing that you wouldn't think <laughs> about. But at the same time, sure, if you live in a zombie apocalypse and nobody gives a shit about, you know, did I pluck my eyebrows or not? I'm not, I'm not mm. saying that you shouldn't care about that. If that's what you want, then go ahead. But I, I like that after all this time, the one thing that surprises Maxine is how, <laughs> you know, oh, I forgot how people pluck their eyebrows. That was, that was a great was episode. One of my, my favorite moments with Maxine. Also, like, she's heavily pregnant and she's still running that, around. I just had this image of my mind when doing that mission. Like, this woman who is probably seven or eight months pregnant running keeping up with runner five who is supposed to be relatively fast and saying oh yeah i can go a little bit faster at some point <laughs> and i'm just like some of my pregnant friends can barely keep up with me walking like what <laughs> that's an extra extra a lot of extra weight that you're carrying yeah what makes me is like it's a badass true so now we can talk about how <laughs> awesome maxine was when she gave birth like That was, that was those entire missions are still scarring for me. <laughs> that was so painful. Like this is, and here's the thing: I knew when I started these missions, everything would go wrong. Mm. Everything well, of course, wrong. and everything did go wrong. <laughs> we have been manipulated. Naomi Alderman, um, what are we gonna do with you? But but uh, <laughs> that was she was so cool because like she she for for a person who's like heavily pregnant and giving birth and surrounded by zombies and mm. in a, in a, in a truck that rode, rode over. And she's still so much worried about Paula. Yeah. Afraid like, that her wife is going to die at any second, you know, whatever, no big deal. I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's hard because we all kind of want everything to go well in that situation. But of course, Murphy's law, like nothing's going to go well. Right. And so even, If Paula is spouting like, oh, you need to go back, you need to take care of yourself, you, like, you can't be, like, out here, it's, you don't want her to leave and risk Paula's life at the same time, you know? 
yeah, I, 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 I'm very happy that this was not one of the missions where they made us make a decision. Yes. You know, like in, like in the Walking Dead game, in, in the Telltale <laughs> game, where you have to decide what you do and you have like 10 seconds. So are you going to stay and try to save Paula? Are you going to save Maxine and Janine? Like, no. press now. Thank God it was not this situation. <laughs> also, I was kind of surprised about this whole baby thing. And that was so well done because I was a bit skeptical about kids in Zombies Run. Yeah. Because we've had some... I mean, Molly was okay. She she wasn't in the story too much, so that was yeah. fine. And then we had James well, and then we had those asshole like, teenagers. He, yeah, the, I mean the teenagers, they're teenagers. It's their job. But like, I was not so psyched about you know the whole baby thing. Mm. And then when Maxine had her baby, I was like, I am going to protect this baby. <laughs> Come what may, and all of the emotions I think they wanted us to feel towards you know, Karina and Jasper and Molly, mm. uh, where I was like, yeah, I don't care. I, Those kids I, are annoying. I hope they survive, but it's not, you know, my personal mission. And here it was like, no, this this kid, come with me, I have to save <laughs> this kid. And, it's your kid too. Yeah, and uh, of the three parents it has, I have to save as many of them as I can. You're going to be the cool, heroic aunt or uncle. Well, I mean, Runner 5 is the godparent of this kid, right? I mean, mm. come on. Like, well, really? Yeah. I mean, Janine and Runner 5 are going to be the godparents. Like, like this, is not, this is not a point of discussion for me. Like, <laughs> Do you think their characters in Demons and Darkness also had a baby? And they're weaving that into their plot points? Into their I, story? <laughs> I hope not. I don't know. Like, I recently just started getting into role-play games. Mm -hmm. And that sounds very complicated to have, like, a baby with you all the time. You know... The baby roll... won't stop crying. Roll your dice to decide what happens. Yeah, I mean, like, even, even having, having a pregnancy for that. You know, roll once for check if you have to pee again. Twelve. Oh, sorry. That's too high. Okay, let's stop talking about anyway. Dungeons and Dragons. Let's go back to talking about the amazing Dr. Maxine Myers, who then has her kid and is still like the most badass mom around, I guess. I mean, I'm she not used at to that be like point, a mom by the way. For, for Abel already. So hmm. I'm not there yet, so I cannot contribute to this conversation anymore. Oh, okay. Let us just say she's pretty cool and let us also say that I'm pretty sure she will never have a hard time finding a babysitter. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty oh. sure all of Abel is like gushing over that kid. Yeah, just, definitely. I oh, mean, I with Runner 5 as a godparent, absolutely. They have all of the toys. Definitely a lot of stuffed teddy bears. Yeah, I, And sports I, I, bras. Oh, a mobile of sports bras. <laughs> I kind of want to have one. <laughs> please make one. Yes, please do so. Um, do we have some final thoughts, or thoughts on Maxine Myers? Because I don't want to talk about spoilery stuff. So, um, I mean, I think she's one of the best characters in game. I think she's great. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have. <laughs> okay, that was, that was it about Dr. Maxine Myers. Yes. For the next episode, feel free to answer all of our questions that we had because we cannot remember all of season two and three so yep. well. Also, again, let us uh, send us your intros. If you want to be like Richard and hear your voice on the podcast, <laughs> then you can do that. Uh, find out all the information on how to do that on our blog. Oh, so we need to announce the next topic. <laughs> yes. So there will be one more episode and then we have a Christmas episode. So uh, recently we said there are going to be some few new things to Podcast Detected. And one of these things is that we are going to talk about other zombie-related media. And mm -hmm. so next week we will still have the regular fandom news part and we will still talk a lot about Zombies Run. But next week we are going to talk about... Something that's not Zombies Run, but still has zombies in it. 
we are talking about another podcast that is called We're Alive. That's the name of the podcast. So we are alive, but we're how do you call that contractions? We're yeah, contraction. Contractions, yes. Talking like about the pregnancy, pregnancy thing, yeah. Exactly. We're going to talk about We're Alive. That's a a an audio play about zombies. You can find it at we'realive.com and also on uh, iTunes and wherever wherever Android users get their podcasts. <laughs> I don't know the Google Store. I, guess. I have no idea. I, I don't know, but you will find it. You found us, you will find uh, We Were Live. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's an audio play. We will talk about not all of the episodes because there are four seasons and are very long. So we are going to talk about season one and two. So episodes one to 24. And we are going to talk about it also from the point of view uh, of playing Zombies Run. So mm-hmm. there will be Zombies Run in it. Uh, let us know about your thoughts. Let us uh, know about your opinion. You have like two weeks to listen to. We are live now. You will easily listen to the first two seasons. And that, <laughs> if if you, I'm saying that right now, if you manage to get past the first few episodes, they're not good. It, it gets better. So, <gasps> okay, I think that's it then. Yeah, that's it. You will. You know how to find us. Thanks mm-hmm. for listening. Stay safe out there, guys. Stay safe out there. Podcast Detected is a non-profit project brought to you by way too many people in a com shack. Zombies Run belongs to Six to Start. Music is Rich Groove by Jason Kessler. Questions? Want to submit a story or need more information? You'll find us on Tumblr or Twitter at Podcast Detected or email us at way too many people in a com shack at gmail.com No runners were harmed during the making of this episode. No, she was a doctor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. He he swore up and down that he hadn't met her yet, so he didn't swear. But okay, anyway. That's this thing with to swear in English, right? Because it has two meanings. Yeah, it does. To, to you promise swear something like and... yeah. yeah. That always that uh, confused me a lot when I read when I was uh, younger and I read something like saying swear words or <laughs> it's, it's impolite to swear and I was like why is it impolite to promise I didn't understand that I, I was I was not the most clever kid especially <laughs> in English. <laughs>